Good afternoon and welcome to Good News Updates with Living Compassion. I'm pleased to be joined this afternoon by Jen who is here to speak with us about an upcoming yoga series that she is offering in support of the Africa Project in Cantalumba. Welcome, Jen. Hi, Jen. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly. Yep. Great. All right. Thank you. I'm excited so to be here. I, yeah, me too, actually, really. I, there's so much about it. And I do want to make sure, I don't want to forget to get to the sort of logistics and the content of what people can expect in the offering. But I thought it would be fun by starting off by asking you to speak to what inspires you, because I know this is not the first time you've done this, but what inspires you to offer this yoga offering, and in specific, this time in support of the Africa Project, and kind of how that um, impacts your own practice? Oh, my goodness. There's a lot. <laughs> What's happening? I know. There's so Let's much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's see. Um, well, yeah, I mean, in particular, the, the place around the Africa Project is so so fun that it's um, that it's it's happening because it was kind of a so when I think the way that that it was talked about was like life was kind of offering the campaign last year right with the pandemic and everything being so um, different in terms of how you know fundraising for for Africa was going to happen and so and at that mm-hmm. point that had dropped in of like oh, I'd love to offer the yoga that would be a really neat uh, you know as we were looking at different ways that some some support for the project might happen um, and there were so many other fabulous supports there was the five mile challenge and you know there were so many great things on the calendar that it was kind of a well let's let's you know wait for there to be a a space so it's just really neat that here we are like okay it's 2021 and there's you know now we're in the year-long retreat of this year and now there's a little space so here it is here's a space that um, that this can come and and keep that uh, keep that momentum that I feel like really started with life kind of guiding all these beautiful offerings that happened last year through um, the pandemic and then the support for Africa toward the end of last year Yes, so again, so much about that, <laughs> but it's true, right? We we didn't have an official bridge walk. It sparked for you immediately. There were so many other things going on, and just quickly, Jen, I, I'd like to underline that piece of the process because that's such a beautiful piece of it that, you know, so, okay, so there wasn't space for it then, but what you just kept doing is, okay, how about now? How about now? How about now? And then the stars aligned, and now it's there's the now for the yoga. It has arrived, and I love that piece of it of just yeah, you know, just because it doesn't all come together immediately doesn't mean that it isn't exactly what life is suggesting. It's just that that wasn't the time, and and we keep advocating and asking about it, and now here we are. Exactly, and that feels like a a piece of the you know what I see with with my practice because I, I was looking at that even with being here tonight you know the voices will have so much to say about you know anything right but um but just looking at like you know I I, I want to do everything for my own practice that's you know we're always reminded yeah. like that's why we're doing everything is to work out our own salvation diligently and that's what I want to show up for so yes that even watching that process that you know through the the period of time the voices would love to like well it's just not going to come together, you know, just 
just let it go. And then it was like, no, this, this energy was here and it's going to be, you know, really fun to see when there is the, the time that it does align. And so staying with the, okay, I'll, I'll send the email or I'll check in or, you know, not to let um, the voices take away that energy that I, I, you know, it felt like, you know, was from life of, ah, this, this would be, this would be a neat thing to, to be able to participate in. Mm, yes, exactly. So, so everything in our lives becomes a support for us in our own practice. Because practice. as you say, you want to participate in everything for your own practice. So in this case, yes. your own yoga practice and your ability to really be a leader in terms of that then translates to something that you can offer to Sangha, which again is a huge support for your own practice. Exactly. It's pretty amazing how that all works. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> the more yeah. you give, the more you yeah. get. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, and I, of course, you know, I, I mean, everyone has different experiences of everything, right? But for, you know, just looking at yoga for, for me, I mean, yoga to me, it's, and it's been so beautiful. I found, I found yoga first, and I feel like it led me to awareness practice, but I, I feel like it is awareness practice at least. To me, it actually very directly because Sherry was speaking at the yoga center where I trained, so I, it literally led me to this practice, which I'm so grateful yeah. for. But, um, yeah. but I, you know, I was just kind of reflecting on that too. Like my my love for yoga for me is in this this you know it's just so so lovely to be able to share it, you know, for whatever experience anyone else has. But for me, I feel like it was my first, maybe you know opportunity to experience um, directing the attention and, and presence. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't have those words for it at that time, right? Mm-hmm. But being so in the head and so in, in again, I didn't know it at the time, but in conditioned mind. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I know, again, not everybody, but my experience of, you know, I was really fortunate that I discovered a tradition that was very, um, you know, very much in the spirit of, I love you exactly as you are and I'll help you be any way you want to be. It wasn't, you know, it was a lot of kindness to the body, right? And to get out of the conversation and actually direct attention to here with this breath and feel the shoulder and feel that. And it was like such a world of joy opened up that now I can see is, you know, directing the attention in that portal to presence. So I love it for many reasons. And that's such a big piece is how it, how it is our practice to me. Right. And then your love of that becomes something that you offer. I just love that description because, you know, we talk about the the body as a vehicle of awakening. And so no wonder conditioned mind wants to keep us up in the head, right, in that conversation. And so it sounds like for you, yoga was really your first direct experience. As you say, you didn't have this language for it at the time, but your first experience of directing attention, of being in the body, you know, and the body is always here in the moment. It's the only place it can be. And so really having that um, connection between yoga and practice and those two things being the same thing for you. And so then what a perfect kind of outgrowth for you to offer that as part of your own practice. And I know, because I know you've actually been there, that being a way that you can support the project in Africa, you know, another great passion and love for all of us. 
it feels it's that win 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 thing that we look at, right? We, like we get to care for our bodies and and feel as good as as possible, and then we're probably a contribution to everyone around us because we're taking better care of our bodies, and then it you know it ripples out to the Africa project. So it's just like woo, you know, goodness in every direction. And I know we want to yeah. go to the logistics too. I, just Please. to quickly yeah. with that. Okay, just the the other thing that I, I kept seeing is you know such gratitude that this practice and and this guide I feel like there's such encouragement that care for the body is is a huge piece of it right I mean I, I look back yeah. to the you know the steps challenge that we all did to walk all those steps and you know I yeah, still have a little step tracker now since that time right and, <laughs> right and, and you, but all that like that I feel like there's such an encouragement that I mean not that we're in control right but that we'll do all we can to influence our well-being knowing how you know that's going to help us to be able to to sit in meditation, to feel as well as we can, to participate and show up. And, and mm. so I just love how, you know, that, that piece mm. of it is so big to me too. Like let's come together and take care of our bodies and, and uh, such a gift that that's such a big part of our practice. So, yeah. Oh, and that's such a beautiful connection, Dan, as you were laying that out because what I really saw was, yeah, we're caring for the body, not for me, right, so that I won't be in pain and so that I'll have a body that I can do whatever I want to it or – you know, I mean, all those things are nice, not having pain, etc. but really for the love of the body, right? So we're doing yeah, the yeah. yoga practice. We're doing the awareness for the body, for the human. And it's such a beautiful parallel with the project in Africa, isn't it? That that project is really for the community. It's not for me, right? Not going in and imposing my ideas on the body, not going in and imposing my ideas on this community, but rather just participating with it, being in love with it. It's so exactly the same process. Yeah, exactly. So good, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, goodness in every direction, yeah. Goodness in every direction. And so if people did want to participate, how would they do that and kind of what are, what are the logistics of it? Yes, um, so I believe it's on the, the website now. I, I think there was an email mm-hmm. too, but it, so you, if you go to the uh, schedule page, I believe that it's, uh, it's there in the calendar of program offerings um, at home yoga for Africa or something nice like that it is called. And, uh, and so the registration information is there and it's all by donation and all of the donations go to Africa, which is so fabulous. So that's just mm-hmm. really fun. Um, you know, choose whatever you want to do there. And then it will, it begins next Friday. And so it's a four week, um, each week you'll receive one new practice in your inbox. So you get to do that practice whenever you want and you can do it over and over and over again. You, you'll have it to keep and save or download to your device or whatever you wish to, to do. So you end up with four different yoga practices, some a little bit uh, longer, maybe 45 minutes to an hour, and some a little shorter, just a 15, 30 minute that you can kind of sneak into parts of your day too. So you'll receive one of those each of the four Fridays um, of of that four weeks and and have those practices to care for the body at whatever time you you, uh, work that into into your schedule. And not to make people jealous who didn't get to participate in previous offerings that you've done, but just to advocate for one of the things that I really found in participating in a number of them is you start to build this library of really amazing yoga videos. And as you say, they're all different, slightly different focus on this thing or that and different amounts of time, and so you can pick and choose them. And the other thing that's huge about it, Jen, 
is that, you know, there are trillions of yoga things to choose from, right? I mean, my God, all over the place. Yes. But to have <laughs> one that's led by someone who is in this practice, that's different. In my experience, that's really yeah. different. And so that's, that's special, I think, about it. So, so to kind of start to have a library of yoga things that are in our very practice is a really, um, it's an amazing opportunity, I've found. Yeah, and this one is going to particularly, um, you know, really have life been just dropping in some fun. I won't, I won't, you know, share it oh, all. You have, you have huh. to get there to see, but some fun, <laughs> some really fun connections to, um, you know, celebrating, celebrating the Africa project and, and letting that, oh, you know, great. celebration be in the body. So we'll see, but I, I, it seems like some fun, fun ideas are, are wanting to, uh, to come forth. So, and that's a great point that you made too, just for anybody who had participated in other uh, previous offerings. These are brand new, and um, these will be four brand new practices. Mm-hmm. So if you do have that, that library, these are brand new. So there you are. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, Jen, such deep gratitude for doing this, for offering these yoga series, for doing it in support of the Africa Project, and for being with us this evening to talk about it. Thank you. Well, deep gratitude to you and everyone who, who you know, Teresa, everyone who does so much with the mm, Africa no. Project. It's just such a, I, I, I know for me and I, I bet forever, it's just such a, such a delight to be able to participate in whatever ways we can in that amazing yeah, work truly. that's happening in Cantalomba and that benefits us all. So, yeah, thank you. Truly, truly. Thank you, John. Gasho. Thank you. Gasho. And Michael, we'll turn the show over to you. Wonderful. Thank you, Jen, and thank you, Jen. Good afternoon, and welcome to Open Air, and good afternoon, Ashwini. Hey, Michael. I love that focus on the body and incorporating it with practice. It's just fabulous. Absolutely, and I, I'll put in a plug for those amazing uh, yoga videos that I've been collecting that Jen's been offering to us over the past couple of times she's done this. They're, they're, they're lovely. They're just wonderful. It's, it's a delight to, to be, first of all, to have a lead experience and then uh, for it to take such good care uh, of the body while we do it. It's wonderful. Yes, yes. It's fabulous. It's a privilege. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have announcements here, Ashwini. Great. Thank you, Michael. As we just heard from Jen and Jen, a new at-home gentle yoga series beginning July 16th will allow us to gratefully care for the body, the precious vehicle of awakening. Proceeds from this four-week series will benefit the Living Compassion Africa Vulnerable Children Project. And for those who want to access the wisdom, love, and compassion that is our authentic nature, Our powerful recording and listening training course starts August 12th. This engaging six-week course includes recording and listening exercises with time in class for processing your experience. And for these and all practice offerings, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for today's show. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Ashwini, 
You can make gasho to indicate that desire by pressing star six and then one. And a conversation on one topic, please, and about five minutes is great. Okay, Ashwini, I think we are ready to go. Fabulous. Okay. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Oh, hi, Ashwini and Michael. Good evening, everybody. Um, this is Janice from Victoria. Hi, Janice. Hey, Janice. I wanted to say how happy I am to be able to get on and to practice. And I noticed that um, I didn't feel left out, although there were some frustrating times. I had signed up for the um, workshops, What We Don't See. And because mm -hmm. of the Canada line, there was something that um, wouldn't allow me to get in every time I tried. And I wanted to thank the tech team <laughs> and uh, for for doing the best. And um, it just wasn't possible, but I really appreciate it that I got recordings in the end and I've done my best to keep up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's what uh, Jen and Jen were talking about, right, Janice, that we do our part. We, we uh -huh. basically show up and at participate or just as life keeps dropping things in we we basically put ourselves in the queue to say I'm here I'm willing to participate and then of course we have encounters where it's not time or there's a technical difficulty or there's something else and there's such a willingness to work work with that right work out how to make it possible and to stay in the game and to keep with the intention and it sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but that's not the point as much as that attitude that you're demonstrating, which is I'm attempting to participate and it's even in working out how to make that possible is participation because you're staying in the game. Thank you. And I wanted to say how much uh, it is modeled for, I'm sure all of us, but for me, I just see how it's modeled when technology isn't working, we're on the morning show, or um, things happen. And mm -hmm. I just stay on the line and I listen to how somebody comes in, somebody comes to take over, or somebody's filling in. Uh, Cherry started to talk and, and just say some things. Well, you weren't able to get back in and somebody else stepped up and it's just such a Sangha team. It's impossible for one person to do this. It's just, it really takes the entire team. And I know that there's so much going on behind the scenes with stewarding and I'm just grateful for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yes. So grateful for everybody for the Sangha and the application is so broad Right, Janice, you, you pointed to, to modeling. And what everyone models in offering practice is presence. So it's not like we're getting up to produce the most curated, wonderful show there is where there's no flaws. We're a bunch of awareness practitioners who are attempting to be present in every moment. And so if the technology works, we're present to that. If the technology doesn't work, we're present to that. And that's how we want to be in life. And you're so right, uh, right, Janice, that when we're doing it in the way we're doing it, then every, the, the 
the assistance, the doing it together, finding the places where we're going to be supported show up. We're interconnected as well as well in presence. And so we're open to the assistance. Yeah. You're absolutely right. This particular endeavor, this walking, this spiritual path is just impossible to do alone. We we really need that Sangati. Everybody who's trying to be present together to be present. Yes. I, I don't want to miss an opportunity because I I I can't um I can't say enough about how fabulous this practice is for me. This practice, I just calibrate to it. And and when I'm on the morning show or I'm on any of the workshops or something, I, I just see that over the years, it's like definitely, um, you know, escape velocity mm-hmm. from one of our original mm-hmm. workshops that is mm-hmm. just... It does that. It just helps me recalibrate everything and drop into drop into my body, drop into um, really what's true, drop into curiosity. And there are no stories. If I see the story of self-hate or there, there's something wrong or I should feel bad, I know it's a story and it's gone. It can be as soon as that's recognized, that's gone. And so it doesn't waste a lot of energy that it used to suck out of me. Mm-hmm. So I, what I hear you saying, right, uh, Janice is that it works. Yeah. And, what, and, and, and tying it back to our earlier conversation, it's about participation. So if I show up and if I do the thing that is being offered and I keep doing it and encountering what I need to transcend, that escape velocity is achieved. So if you look at yourself when you first came to practice and you look at yourself right now, you're a very different person. You're a very different human being. So much of the personality has fallen away for the essence to be at ease, for you to be able to recognize ego and redirect the attention, for you to be to step out of a story, and most importantly, to live in well-being from which you might get pulled into identification rather than living in identification and trying to achieve well-being. <laughs> yes, perfectly said. <laughs> Yep, I'm happy. <laughs> exactly. That's it. From unhappiness to happiness as a state of being. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. It's inevitable and inevitable. And and it's a measure of of showing up. I think mm-hmm. you have that little flag, right? Dennis, show up and uh what is it? Show up for the magic or show up and the magic will happen or whatever that yeah. is. And it does. Yeah, it really, it really does. It that showing up's the ticket, and nothing actually, you don't, nothing has to be made to happen. It just happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. deep gratitude for uh, for sticking with it and uh, being able to get on today and share that perspective because it's very oh. inspiring to everyone to hear that, right? When we're identified and. We're not feeling like it's working within quotes or we're, partic- we're stuck with a particular piece of karma. To have Sangha say, yeah, it's, 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 the magic is going to happen. Take heart. Yeah. And don't take ego personally. <laughs> and don't take ego personally. We have to get, that one has to be, uh, that one is, uh, we, we all have to get through practice, right, Josh? Oh, well, I'm, I'm really... Up. 
and I'm really reflecting, you know, times where, um, you know, I might have, um, oh, like, you know, at the monastery, I didn't understand when um, it was pointed out that I was having better ideas. Like, I really didn't get it. Or, you know, now I can look back and go, oh, my gosh, you know. Oh, that's what it is. It just takes a long time to see what I couldn't see and what was being pointed at. And I'm so grateful for continued guidance and the guidance that's given to other people because then maybe I can see it in somebody else and then I can apply it like, oh, where is that in me? Oh, now I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's, um, it's such a gift. Mm-hmm. Yes, such a gift such a gift to have those mirrors and to show and keep being willing to see what's being pointed at. Yeah. Yeah. Casho. Everybody. (laughs) Everybody and for everything. Gasho. Thanks for joining us, Janice. And Eshwini, what dropped in during that conversation was that quote, Participate as much as you can from where you are with what you've got or something like that. And I I just love that. It's just willingness, and it seems that that's what you were focusing on there in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and you know, uh, Michael, it's such a way to go up against the voice that says you should have gotten it already, you're never (laughs) going to get it, whatever else. And that clarity of practice will meet you where you are. Yes. And it will take you to who you are. Yes. And we can trust that, and we don't even have to believe it. Every experience just deepens our faith in the truth of the process. Yes. Yeah, it's a beautiful process. Mm -hmm. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hello, this is Margaret in Menlo Park. Hi, Margaret. Hi, Margaret. Hi, Michael and Ashwini. Um, well, I'm so happy to be on, I'm, uh, and to have all these wonderful practices that we are involved in. The, the workshop over the three... Um, Sundays and then the follow-up was amazing um, for me to see all those filters and biases and projection just is and again you know just again as a new practitioner and Mm -hmm. I I think what's arising or what's been arising really is wanting to explore humility um, and I have been looking at it in a way, I think, in the last couple of weeks of surrender, that it's like, hmm, <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what to say about it. They just seem mm-hmm. related to me that it's surrendering a reference to ego or any reference to uh-huh. ego and yet, when I'm in certain situations that don't, I mean, we're, the, the, the wonderful practice that we're doing about um, just reflecting internally right now is really helpful, except that 
there are these times when ego doesn't want to surrender. Ego won't allow surrender. Or I'm, if I'm looking through the eyes of that, won't surrender. Won't, won't. It's in a, it's just an interesting process because I've seen that when I'm listening to the radio show and I'm hearing the the same difficulties that other folks have disidentifying and that sort of thing. And I just, I can be either in that same place where they are, but usually I'm not when I'm listening to the radio show. I'm like, I could surrender right then or be humble right then or it's it seems so available to me then because I'm not looking through the eyes of ego, I guess. Hey, Michael. Hi there. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Mm. Margaret, are you there? Yes. Okay, Okay, good. There we go. (laughs) Janice, uh, Janice, we are present as the technology works or doesn't work for us. So sorry, Margaret. (laughs) I heard you say you're exploring surrender and humility and that surrendering to ego seems to be part of that process before I got unceremoniously cut off. So go ahead. Well, it also feels like there's, I guess when I'm identified, there's an unwillingness to surrender, um, Mm -hmm. to be that humble, uh, to be in a feeling of being humble, being not, not, um, yes. Yes. So, I, yes, absolutely. So when we're identified, we're in that egocentric place, that we're in ego, egocentricity, which means that I'm holding this position. There's, there's, yeah. no, there's no, willingness is not within identification. Humility is not within identification. And so there's no feeling. So let's take a concrete example, right? I'm having an interchange with somebody and they say something, and I say something different, there's no, if I, want to, if I want to win the argument, I don't feel like I need to give in to the other person. I'm going to keep pushing my agenda, hoping that I'm going to convince them to change their mind. I'm not certainly going to retire from. And that's the experience of being identified with the ego. There's no willingness to feed the point, to feed the ego. And so you're absolutely right that surrendering, the ability to step back and seed one's position in an argument in the specific example is seeding the ego. I, I'm more, it's more important to me to not suffer, to be happy than to be right. If that is the case, I will give up what I'm holding on to, whether it's a position, whether it's an opinion, whether it's an argument, whether even if I'm right, whatever it is, that identification is what I surrender in order to be here. And I project that's how the two are related, right? That, that's, mm-hmm. that's the point of uh, the surrendering of the ego and the recognition of it's a worthy opponent. Yes, it is. There's it the is. humility. Uh-huh. Even though I have the best intentions in the world not to get identified and to choose ending suffering over suffering, there are times when I can, I can be completely taken over. Yeah. And unwilling to disidentify. 
Right, right. I had an experience of just that over the evening of the 4th of July when everyone sets off fireworks because mm-hmm. in our air, the area where I live, not only were there fireworks going off all around and and really concussion, loud concussion sounds um, all around. And it's been going on for weeks now, not just, you know, that. But then that night it was for, it sounded, I mean, like it was never going to stop. And most of the time I could just accept it. And then because it's, it's, it's just constantly changed over the last just few years. And I, then I, when they were doing it after one in the morning and after two in the morning, it wasn't constant, but I could finally, you know, let go and just go back to bed because there was just, I, I mean, I, I could think of everything like, well, what if I'd been in Syria when they're bombing Syria or, you know, that kind of thing. I would have no choice, not even to, I don't know, to drive away or, um, I don't know. I just, I just found myself completely that this was so wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and so there's so many levels to that that we work with in practice, right, Margaret? So one is, uh, it's it's the, the circumstances that we're talking about. They're all they, they might be uh, affecting your nervous system, <laughs> so they are affecting your nervous system, and and you either have yeah. a choice to to suffer over it or you don't or not suffer over it because no matter what you have no control within quotes over the circumstances the only choice you have is over whether or not they're suffering and so we use all our tools in order to assist us not to entertain the conversation that makes an already challenging situation worse yeah and so we could I mean, based yeah. on what the situation is, we can be with the person, be sympathetic that they are in that hard place, attempt to redirect the attention, or put in the earplugs. Yeah. Right? Because the yeah, other it, thing that the conditioning would do is you're in an impossible situation and you have to not only be in the situation that's challenging, you've got to be in the conversation that's worse and you are not allowed to do anything about it. Yeah, that fits that fits the situation. It, I mean, it wasn't that we couldn't do anything about it, but it just felt like really being <clears throat> trapped. And oh, oh um, uh, yes, absolutely, completely being trapped. And and what 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 I think the extremes of frustration that we as practitioners often uh, feel is not so much that we're trapped by our circumstances, even though that's how the conditioning would like to frame the story. It's really that we're trapped by the by our conditioning. Mm-hmm. So I attempt I can to see that. Yeah. Go, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. So hypothetically, I could I could not answer the phone when this person calls me and activates my conditioning. But when, I, when somebody says, why don't you not, don't, ans- don't answer the phone or something like that, there are all the excuses why you should answer the phone mm. or, or the reasons to answer the phone. And so we watch ourselves being manipulated on all sides of the duality to stay in the karma. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I, I, I don't know what more to say about it other than that it just feels like a very interesting place to keep exploring how I could just drop um, that it's so wrong and um, so awful. And, and, and in, I mean, in a way, it's, it's not that different from when I'm talking to somebody who's saying, saying something that brings up that same sort of feeling, like mm-hmm. they, they're so sure that something that can't, ha- can't happen that would be a good thing to happen, and it's the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <clears throat> so we, the experience of frustration, of impotence, of feeling victimized is such a strong note of identification. Because yeah. this, is, this, this is happening. It should not happen. There's no ability for me to get out of it. Uh, and so I have to accommodate or just survive, and the energy builds and builds and builds unless it, until it implodes or explodes based on your cock based on your karma. Mm-hmm. And so that ability to, to drop the suffering, right? Because I would say, for example, that Sherry, Sherry has, taught, has, has demonstrated this to us so, so often. If, if, I, if there's something going on for me around fireworks, it's completely fine for me to say, you know, I, not, I really want to, it's really awful. My, my nerves are completely frayed by this endless, ceaseless uh, bursting of fireworks. I'm so, I'm hearing so many voices that want to make it wrong, but it really, really feels awful. So we, we really want to make sure that we make, we drop the conversation, which does not mean we can't process our experience. It's not suppression. Okay. It's present. Right. So I guess where, where I'm going with this right now is seeing that it didn't, it didn't feel as bad as it would have um, without having done this practice, as, as Janice was describing, you know, sort of that, mm-hmm. that life has changed so much with doing mm-hmm. practice. But it feels like there's other, what's arising is those other contexts I guess it's, it's well. So, so Mario, we don't have to go up into our heads to figure it out, right? Because <laughs> all, 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 I think, I think what you what you've seen is sufficient because you saw it in context. When there's another context, you see something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the essence of what the transformation is. You, you see that there's a way in which you could be with the situation rather than suffer intensely, which could have been your previous experience. So your, all the practice that you're doing is assisting you to be different in a situation that would have caused, caused uh, which would have gone a different way, say. And that's it, right? So you know the yeah. tools, you know it's ego, you know that you're trying to drop the conversation, and you trust that the guidance will show up in a different context rather than, okay, let me see what happened here and let me go figure out how to apply it here and then how do I connect the dots? That's certainly not, pr- not uh, practicing the presence that, 
we were having, we were talking to Janice about. I have to be here. That's the only right. thing I ever have to practice. I have to be here. Yes. Yes, thank you for that. That's, that's actually, that seems so obvious. That seems so obvious, too. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, but it's wonderful to hear it mm-hmm. and to see that that process I have of going into my head to figure out how I could, you know, do this differently and it wouldn't happen that way That's is, right. yeah. you know, helpful yeah. to We see. meet the circumstances. We don't work out how to avoid them. Right, right, absolutely. Yes, in fact, I, I yeah, I want to be able to transform something like that. So I want to welcome it. Exactly. Yes. There is. It will be revealed. With, and all your, your part has to be is to show up and be there. Yes. So thank you. And I, I'm so grateful that I showed up to get, get guidance and to, to, um, to let you know how grateful I am for all the work that's going on and that's available to us and to me. I'm just very grateful. Thank you, Marjorie, the show. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, Margaret. And what I heard in that conversation, Ashwini, is just get here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's most <laughs> of our life we attempt to live with the ego fireworks, right? It's a, it's a direct <laughs> <Yeah>. parallel. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a direct parallel. That's for sure. That's for sure. And Ashwini, we're going to hear from our recording and listening program, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. Sounds good. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. Recording and listening is one of the most powerful tools for ending suffering. RL is based on a radical idea that rather than being lost in a conversation and conditioned mind, we can live in a conversation about what's true, what's real what's arising in life in the moment. With recording and listening, we develop the powerful skill of directing the attention, enabling us to access the wisdom, love, and compassion that is our authentic nature. We have a six-week virtual class to train in this amazing tool and experience its benefits. Sangha who have taken this class are saying that learning to direct the attention opens up endless possibilities and so often provides clarity and hope. Others report that finding refuge in my own voice and strengthening the awareness of the mentor is both transformative and powerful. Now is a great time to sign up with a recording and listening trainer. This class is perfect for brand new folks and old timers alike. To sign up with an individual trainer, simply email rltrainer at livingcompassion.org. Please check the website for quarterly group classes as well. Experience the joy of presence with the support of recording and listening. Welcome back to Open Air. And Ashwini, we have another caller here. Great. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? 
Oh, hi. Um, sorry, this is Justin. Uh, cool. Yeah, this is Justin, and uh, yeah, I'm uh, so glad to be on. Hi, Justin. Hey, Justin. Hi. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, echoing a lot of the other call, uh, the other two callers. I'm, uh, yeah, just so happy to participate. Um, what I wanted to chat about tonight was um, just getting back. You know, we talked about escape velocity, and then we talked about momentum in practice. And I just wanted to give you my experience recently. Um, you know, beginning of summer, I took a, a week, week and a half off and decided to devote that instead of going away for vacation, devoting it to to practice because, you know, really, I feel that, you know, I went from, you know, happy to unhappy and or suffering, you know, not suffering to suffering. And I really felt that, uh, you know, getting back, uh, you know, strengthening my practice would be good. And um, so I took five days and just cut out all TV, web browsing, uh, any kind of media, you know, very, you know, just going back to kind of a monastic practice. Um, uh, I try to keep, you know, contact with my family to a minimum and, uh, you know, just really focused. I went through the big bamboozle pretty much over those day, uh, those five or six days um, and really felt, you know, that, you know, I practice uh uh, you know, get, getting back, and you know, I know that Sherry talks about you know doing a retreat once a year, kind of like a booster shot kind of thing, and because I haven't done this in a year and a half since COVID, and uh, you know, this has been really, you know, something that I've, you know, now that I'm looking back on it, uh, you know, something that I, I, I sorely needed. Mm. Oh, Justin, absolutely, You're, that's so inspiring, inspiring because. Uh, instead of distracting ourselves, right, which is what's supposed to be rejuvenating on vacation, to dedicate that time to uh, to going on retreat, to creating the retreat. So there are no retreats happening at the monastery, but to create that environment for yourself so that you can focus all of your energy and attention on your practice and to create the structures that would support you. Take out all the, the media reduce contact with your family, have a structure that you're following. Yeah, it's such a phenomenal uh, investment and such a wonderful thing to do for ourselves. And absolutely. And, and, and what I found was um, it was slow to get going initially. But, you know, so my question or my guidance now is, you know, I'm back to work. I'm back to, you know, how do I keep the momentum as much as possible? And, uh, you know, definitely for me, you know, cutting out Twitter or cutting out Reddit or cutting out, you know, like TV completely like that's, you know, I, I see how insidious all of that is. Um, but, you know, it's how do I prolong or maintain the momentum as much as possible is kind of well, what I'm good. trying to figure through. Yeah. And do you have a sense of it? Justin, for yourself, or do you have inklings as life dropped in things? And I'm happy to share my experience, but what are you seeing about it? Yeah, um, I can definitely see how, because I've got, you know, like every time I come back from retreats in the past, like physically actually going to the monastery or uh, doing that, you know, it, it, you know, it lasts for a couple months, but then, you know, there's always those, you know, you kind of get the, 
um, you know, you, you'll slip up one day and then you won't meditate mm-hmm. or you'll watch some TV and then it just, you know, and then you forget. That's the thing for yes. me is that I forget what, what is important. Um, yes, it is truly, it is one of ego's best strategies. We, we have to remember. So a couple of things. I mean, for me, right, Justin, the, it, it's all training. And training is always supported by structure. So, for example, uh, something like once a year I go on retreat. So if you get, you get two weeks of vacation, make sure one of them is to do what you just did, right? Because it's investment in yourself. Personally, for, I mean, we've played with so many models that, uh, that are interesting and work. So you have in one day a week, if you can make, make that uh, a structure for yourself, one day every two weeks or one day a month or weekend every month is, again, a small mini retreat where you do the same thing for yourself because you want to touch into the period of time where you are with life, with love, with uh, happiness, either training to have your attention there or being there, right? Training to yep. be there. And so you, you create whatever structure that assists you to do that that uh, also allows you to be in your life so that what, what you're getting is more and more ability to be present in activity by training yourself to drop out of activity in order to be. So, for example, my mornings are sacrosanct. There are, there are a couple of hours in the morning where I won't, I mean, those, there's no scheduling, there's no interaction, it's, it's meditation. That's all I do to meditate, do yoga, a couple of hours. There are weeks that I don't schedule meetings. There's a particular day where all it is is creative activity. And so just to look at how you can carve out time where it's just practice time, non-negotiable practice time. And if it doesn't make sense to do it every day, maybe it's 30 minutes a day you meditate throughout the week, but Sunday morning between 10 and 12, the same environment that you created for your retreat is created for your Sunday morning. Because unless, if you're too busy, uh, basically what happens is your time with life, your time with the intelligence that animates is what is what's being sacrificed. But if you think of it as a relationship that's as important as or more important than work or family or uh, hobbies or any of those other things, then we'll invest in that. But you have to train to invest in it, to, to keep it in mind as an important thing to invest in, to practice with. So the first month, just look at what that would be. So one day out of the week, in four weeks, you it's completely yours, one weekend and a couple of hours every Tuesday, for example, where your time is to practice and meditate. Yes, thank you. That that the way you've laid it out is 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 great, is is perfect. And, um, I, yeah, I have it done. and there's a couple yeah. of non-negotiables, right? There, so every day, no matter what happens, a particular time when I know it's conducive, right? I, the phone's not going to ring because somebody's going to call me. I'm on call. To not create structures that are difficult and frustrating uh, to your practice but to find those uh, places in your life where it's conducive to focus and to make that time. Exactly. I, I, the only one comment that I'd make 
in addition to that is that I think Sherry's talked about, you know, the the longest time that uh, ego can kind of let you go is probably, the way she frames it is that, you know, you guys never have um, uh, retreats that are less than three days or four days because that's when, you know, kind of the breakthrough happens. And what I found this time around is that it almost feels like I need at least, you know, that five, four, five days, at least, you know, once or twice a year um, because that's Absolutely. when I felt like the breakthrough came for me this last time yes. around. Yes. And, you know, she also says, right, that she also quotes the story of there was this person who sat down to meditate and never got around to meditating till the end of the meditation period. And the teacher basically said, well, get your faster. Yeah, that's true. Too. <laughs> so, so, right? And so that's there we go. Which, and, and, and here's my experience of that, uh, right, Justin, the more and more time I take, if I only have 30 minutes to get here completely, 30 minutes gets me here completely yeah. and sets me up. And so as I practice that, practice the structure that assists me to drop into the moment or stay here or go back to uh, uh, delighting in life, in having a relationship with life, you become better at it. So then you're, you're walking the dog, and that becomes part of your, uh, your presence activity. So when I'm walking my dog, I really want to notice, do an awareness practice exercise, all the triangles. I want to notice how many circles there are. I want to count my breath and see how long I can stay from 1 to 10 throughout my entire walk. So the structures of presence become more and more interesting to incorporate activity that, and that's what we've been doing in the year long, right? You could be counting when you're walking. You could be reflecting when you're talking. You could be um, just having, and this is my favorite, sacrifice time to delight in existence, to find joy, to notice joy. That's what, that's the, uh, presence and activity is one training thing. Presence and meditation is a different training thing. And then, to just be in life, I think that's what happens to us in retreat when everything else falls away. The world becomes a richer, more textured, more alive place because we're here to notice so much more. And that's yeah. what you're talking about. The ego drops, and then, and then you're here for, and it takes a while. But if I yeah. practice doing that in shorter and shorter periods of time, it becomes more and more available to me. And the structures become more and more available as well. I, I just expand the structures to include my whole day eventually. But there are, there are kinds of the practices that you do that, are, um, that, that get you to be happy. Being happy is a practice, and it takes time and space and non-distraction. So I carve that out for myself as well. How do exactly. you do it? Twice a week, uh, you know, two weeks in a year, uh, a weekend every month, one day a week, four hours on Sundays. <laughs> However, it is, that's that's how I I feed my feed myself in some way. Well, thank you so much. That's that was very inspiring for me to uh, keep my practice strong and thriving. Thank you, Ashwini. Well, and you know, thank just, you, just a few words. We we actually do that at the monastery. We go on retreat. We're doing practice all the time, and we go on retreat. Okay. <laughs> where, where nothing, there's nothing but in, inward focus and silence. So 
I, I'm not even, you know, however that works, that's just that's such an important thing to do, which is the only focus is attention on awareness. Yep. Thank you. Yes, Thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks, Michael. You're welcome. Thank you, Justin. I love that conversation, Ashwini. I just love that. That was fabulous. The structure, and you said sacrosanct time to delight in existence. It's just beautiful, and uh, it's so important. And what drops in is Sherry talking about, I think it's in one of the books, where it's not selfish. It's not selfish for me to take care of myself, because if I'm not taking care of myself, then nothing else in my life is going to work. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it's absolutely not selfish. Ego would say it would be because it's not focusing on ego, it's not focusing on the self. <laughs> so it, if you're not focusing on me, then of course it's, it's got something to complain about, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, fabulous conversation. Love that. And we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Tracy. Hey, Tracy. Hey, Tracy. hey Ashwini. Hey, Michael. Wow, um, today is one of those days where I feel the, I guess it's like the ego's backlash, and <laughs> I've like re-listened to the early morning radio show a number of times, and I have so much to say, and I don't know what to say. That's why I thought, oh, goodness, I need to put myself in the queue because I feel pretty swirly. Um, mm. and, and I think what I'm, what I'm, what's right in front of me is I have had some communications with a person that was very close to me. We were in relationship and then kind of in a, been separated and, We've been back in a relationship, but it hasn't really been defined. We've just been spending time together over the last like six months, five months. And um, I've been just noticing how I am um, with this person. Um, and recently I've just communicated some things that, I, that have been arising um, that I haven't had the courage to say before. Um, and I'm definitely running into, and it, you know, and it was heard and I think there was, you know, it was respected and, um, but I'm, I'm kind of in the backlash of, you know, one, you know, questioning and was that the right person and did I do it, you know, just, and it's, and so I just see the process and of just getting beat up, um, and so that's mm-hmm. what I'm calling. Uh-huh. So, so, there, is, so there was a, an opening or life dropping in a way to express something that was authentic, to step out of an identification. And what you're experiencing right now is the backlash of doing that, ego coming at you because you didn't do what it would do, you did what life would do. Yes. 
Yes, and I think what you were saying to the last caller, like we're not suppressing, and I think that um, I'm, I've gotten so much conditioning around just kind of keep your mouth shut. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I, 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 I felt good about what I expressed. Like I used the tools and I did the, um, you know, the, th- the workshop the last three Sundays and really got to um, see my projections and um, beliefs and um, blame. And I just owned all of it and got to see all of it. And, um, yeah, and I think the part that I think I might feel a little funny about is that one of the things that I said is I was aware that um, in my relationships, like in my relationships, the friends that I have, you know, male or female, that are, have like an interest and a curiosity in, in, you know, becoming more present and, you know, engaged in life in that way, I find myself um, feeling just livelier with and wanting to be with more. Um, And this particular person is someone that has talked about for years about like wanting to learn a meditation practice or, you know, things that, um, that I am very committed to on a daily basis and yet is always like, well, I need to do it in my own time in my own way. And, and there's no problem with that, but I'm just noticing how um, that process of someone that's always, you know, and I have that process in myself of um, becoming available at some future time to do something. <laughs> and, and just, you know, wanting to just be honest about the, that, you know, it was just, it's all fine. And... Um, when there's some more curiosity and interest in in expanding awareness, then it's just fun. It's fun to be around. <laughs> well, yeah, help me uh, with that a little bit, Tracy, because I think I, th- I thought you were going to say something and you went in a completely different, a little bit of a different direction. So what okay. I hear you say is you used all the tools, right? So there's some, there's some, there's a behavior or there's a, there's a behavior that uh, you notice in this person that you want to comment on. But, but, it, but you did it from the perspective of you see how you are with this person. You watch what arises for you. There's something you wish would be different. You completely own your experience. And then you say that. Is that how, is that how it went? Exactly, Yeah. And then you get beaten up for saying it because clearly the other person either they heard it, but their behavior is not going to change. And that's disappointing for you. No, well they heard it and then they were um, like they heard it and they were like, oh no, I don't, I I see how I do that and I don't want to do that, Um, and they and yet they continually they. Yeah, so they did say that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm still, yes. I'm still getting beat up. Uh-huh. You're still, so, yeah. Exactly. So there's so many. No wonder you feel uh, swirly, Tracy, because there's so many levels of this, right? So you're getting beat up for saying something, um, and you've got to watch your process of having to be in relationship without being able to 
um, certainly, first of all, not being able to say what occurs to you to say because the voices are going to torture you. The conditioning is to shut up. So then you, you work with that and you say something and then the voices are going to torture you because uh, you get beaten up. And then you've got to watch yourself. How are you in this relationship when that person, after expressing yourself, after making the suggestion, goes back to their behavior? Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's a, funny. I'm, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I, I got to see, like, my request was that we would, um, you know, it, like ego wanted to make it really clearly an ending of the relationship, and this person wanted to clearly make it a, oh, no, let's move it forward, and I'll just commit to this. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so I said, you know, I'm open to like one, you know, kind of day at a time and just be present with each other. And that's what mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. um, which felt good for my heart. Um, no expectations, no, you know, let's just take it a day at a time. And then I think ego is wanting more like, oh, yeah, it's just... It's funny. I, I talk about it, and it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like there's a problem, and ego is definitely making Well, that's making because it a there's problem. no identification there, right? So the person who's identif- who's frustrated, who who wants the behavior to change, is not who's talking to me right now. <laughs> so it's a dual- It's a classic duality. You stay and be open and open-hearted and attempt to make it work and give the person the benefit of the doubt because they're being because what you're confronting perhaps is genuine authenticity and willingness to meet you and honor your request. And then you, then they don't, right? Because they get identified, they get taken over, they don't, they forget, they don't want to, they realize that they've not made an agreement and you're back to, okay, well, this is one more time. The person has said what they are willing to commit to, but they're not going to commit to it. And I'm back in the place of having to be on either side of this duality. Yeah. That's exactly, I feel, yeah, exactly. And I think that's where, like, ego's wanting, like, some clarity so we can just move on. Um, and No, ego does not want that clarity, right, Tracy? E- e- ego is hoping oh. you stay in a squirrely place, engaged in a relationship where it can torture you if it goes one way and torture you if it goes the other way, <laughs> right? To be in the conversation yeah. is all that it's aiming for. Yeah, Yeah, and, it, and it's uh. a hard place, right? Because if you love someone, if you want the relationship to keep going and you, you want the relationship to keep going, there's lots of work that you've got to do to let go all the things that make you suffer in the relationship so you, are in, you, can, stay, you, you can be with the person. If you don't yeah. want the relationship, then there's a completely different practice that you've got to do in order to exit the relationship, right? It's, a, it's different. Right, right. Yeah, and the frustrating right. part I project is this, the clarity arrives, okay, well, I'm done. And yet, as soon as I gear myself up to, uh, to communicate that, then the way the, 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 the karma responds in all directions is to, uh, you know, appeal to your heart. You, you can't go through with that clarity because there's something that stops you there. And then you get to see what that is. Right. right. Yeah. You know, oh, if it's discomfort, you not want to hurt, 
hurt the person. You don't want them to feel bad. You don't want to feel the discomfort of what it means to uh, sever the relationship. Oh, you really get in, you really see why you appreciate the other person. You really want to be whatever it is, right? The, the, but that's yeah. how conditioning works. If I arrive at clarity and make a decision one way, the duality is going to come back the other way. Always. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think you, that, I think you articulated it. And yeah, I, I, I definitely see more. <laughs> you had more clarity definitely than I do. Yes, it, it was. I got to the point of having clarity and, communi- and communicating it and communicating it authentically. And what came back was, like you said, a surprise on the other side of the duality, which I've heard before, um, but don't quite trust. (laughs) And so then there's the good person trying to make sure they're doing the right thing and not making mistakes. Yeah, yeah. And not not making the other person feel bad, right? Right. And so, so right. then, there, I'm sure there'll be many more rounds of this, right, Tracy? <laughs> so, so yeah. you practice with, okay, well, uh, if this is the clarity and I'm learning how to stand firm instead of the voices telling me I can't be clear, because being clear is being kind. Right. And we have lots of conditioning that says, with that everything to the contrary, right? You can't be clear. You can't be. You can't tell people what you want uh, you, because it's going to make them feel bad, right? And it's and then I go to when it's not unconditional. It's not unconditional love, and aren't we practicing unconditional love? That's kind of where I go. Yes, which is which is ego using practice against you because how does how the uh, unconditional love is is not even part of the equation here. Here's a behavior that, or here's a behavior, or here's a relationship that I don't want to uh, continue anymore. The unconditional love that we're practicing is for you. Yeah. You and the unconditional (laughs) in relationship. Yeah. In relationship with each other, not unconditional love to the other person. Yeah, which really means each person needs to have the unconditional for themselves. Right. And then you choose to come together on an agreement that on an agreement and if you're the kind of person for whom agreements it's important to keep agreements and the agreements are not being kept, then articulating that that's the case. I, I it's not that I don't love you, it's just that you're not keeping the agreements that is that defines our relationship. That's all we're attempting to communicate. So if, if if we both of us keep the agreement, then we're in a relationship. If we're if we're constantly not keeping the agreement, then we're not in relationship. That's it's a very clean communication. Yeah. And so yeah. So what's the what is the agreement? But yeah. So what is what is the relationship, like what are the relationship agreements? Um, yeah, wow. It's, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I got, got on. Um, and yeah, it's funny, there's like, I think it's just been dropping in um, of, and, and it's just like you're dropping in of like, wow, like 
I just want to be in unconditional love with me right now because I feel like I'm, I, it's like, it's funny, I'm, I'm feeling it and I feel really happy and, and I just want like new experiences and be with new people and not have like keep getting pulled into this identity that's not clear or maybe she is clear and she doesn't want to um, yeah. come to grips with she's clear. So I don't know if that's just more avoidance. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, um, here's the thing, Chrissy. We're, we're at time because there again, okay. you know, there's so much around that. So let's, uh, let's see if we can uh, do, this, do this again, okay? Okay. Again, okay. Good. Again. But here's the, but here's the just the, the final piece of that, which is, yes, the unconditional is where you want to be, and the only way that you can be in the unconditional is not to be in the conversation, and that has nothing to do with the relationship with the other person, because what what the voices are going to come back and say are, if you're a good practitioner, you have to learn how to be in in the unconditional in this relationship, and then then it becomes confusing. Right. right. So just to record right. about perhaps for now, what, what, is, what are the agreements that you, you, you have implicitly agreed to or you have assumptions around and how to make them explicit? And the, the last thing I would say about that is what Cherry always says. When, when we have a good deal, when everybody, everybody walks away from it feeling like they got the best deal. Yeah, Okay. So being in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a relationship where one person keeps not keeping their end of the agreement is not a fun relationship to be in. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank More you. Soon. I okay. can't wait for this recording to get posted. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Tracy. <sighs> okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Tracy. And another fabulous open air. Thank you, Ashwini. It was fabulous to have you here and great to be with Sangha and a real privilege. Good to be with you too, Michael. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Go happy.